welcome to Let's Manifest That. This is Cody. And this is Sydney. And we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. (laughs) It's one of mine too. Just for the food though. Oh yeah. Thanksgiving as a whole is kind of actually like a shit holiday. Mm -hmm. That's basically the topic of this podcast is Thanksgiving isn't really real. Yes. It's like celebrating celebrating Christopher Columbus Day. Like, no, that's Indigenous People's Day. Let's yeah. take a step back. That yeah. man is a, a monster. <laughs> a horrible person. Thanksgiving itself is kind of a monster. Yes. The idea behind it. I think that we need to change the idea behind mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and really give thanks to the correct people. Yes. And then I feel like it's, it's mm-hmm. okay. But I feel like you need to acknowledge why it's here. Also, it doesn't have to center around America. Like, that it feels so pointless to me because America sucks. And Honestly, a- it should center around mashed potatoes. Oh. <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> potatoes are my favorite food, but particularly in the mashed form. Mm-hmm. I could eat... Oh, my God. Potatoes are, like, <laughs> one of the perfect foods. They French really fries, are. Fantastic. Baked potatoes, fantastic. Mashed potatoes, fantastic. I was hungover and got some McDonald's, which I know... I shouldn't, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I got the McDonald's breakfast, two hash browns, and a egg sausage McMuffin. And oh, they're hash browns. <laughs> oh, good. Hash browns are great. Oh, I love them so much. So if we could just make this more about the people that we killed and stole the land from, as well as mashed potatoes, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I... um. I have my bachelor's degree in English, and I took a lot of classes on, uh, you know, classic literature. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I took a lot of feminist classes, and a lot of books have been written from the Native American perspective about things that Mm -hmm. have happened to them. And if you read some of those books, it is you know, mm-hmm. gory. It is disgusting to it's hear the things. It's not the story that we got in elementary school. No, it that is, is not. That is so, so bullshit, first of all, just to, like, put into kids' heads so young that, like, America's fantastic. This is how we were founded. We were so peaceful. Yeah. We came over on these pretty little boats. Like, It is no. so dystopian. When you mm-hmm. kind of take a step back and you hear all the propaganda you're sold, because when I think about propaganda, I think about russia or Mm -hmm. i think about no offense to russian listeners if you're out there but that's just the american perspective yeah or i think about like television shows where it's like they live in a dystopian society and they're told all of this propaganda about the leaders and about the land and about whatever else and you're like oh wow that's kind of yeah what we grew up with is like this america the beautiful freedom no none of that stuff actually exists Yeah, I mean, Thanksgiving, it's kind of made up, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. there wasn't really a day that we all just got together and decided to have a big feast together because we were all so friendly and the Indians were teaching the pilgrims how to plant corn and how to do this and that. Like, it wasn't like that. We really came in and killed a lot of these indigenous people. We Mm -hmm. stole, completely stole their land, stole their supplies, stole, raped their women. Mm -hmm. We, we killed their children mm-hmm. it's it's awful like it wasn't this big friendly party that happened it was no really a massacre and i don't know how we got to this um we just covered it up by saying it's fine that we were all friends like i don't even know how that actually came about i feel like that's like 
100% American history is we want to cover it up with this beautiful story of coming together. And that is not true at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I get a lot of students who are like, oh, but this happened and this happened. And I'm like, but we have to watch who is writing the history. Mm -hmm. And of course, we want to make ourselves look good. We want, we want followers. We want it's very cultish when you mm-hmm. really think about it. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's just so sad. And for these indigenous people who still are around and still getting repressed to have to sit here and watch all of us celebrate this day, mm-hmm. I would be pissed. Yeah. I would be livid. I don't Same. understand how this hasn't like been brought into view yet because I mean, like Columbus Day recently has been brought more into light of maybe this isn't the wonderful holiday we think it is. And even, like, changing names of sports teams and changing names, like, for Black Lives. Like, they're changing all these other brand names and stuff that come Mm -hmm. off with racist vibes. Why has this not been brought up before? Well, I come from a school where our mascot is a Native American, Mm -hmm. which is not what they call it at the school. (laughs) Um, And it has – when I was in school there, which I went to high school 2009 – 2009 to 2013, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, very very modern. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that long ago. Um, But, like, nobody said anything about it. And we used to have people dress up in Native American attire, you know, white people, to dance at the football games. With no kind of, like, indigenous representation in mind. Like, nope. Just appropriation. Yep. No culture. Just One, appropriation. One hundred percent. And mm-hmm. it's still today the the mascot of that school, and it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Because like they should know better. Like we, um, I live very close to Cahokia Mounds. Mm-hmm. Have you Have you ever been there? Yeah, I've been there. It's really beautiful. Um, My mom rolled down the side of one. Yes, they, they used to <laughs> sled on those all the time. Oh, but we know that that's very. Terrible. You should never do that. You should be very respectful when you go there. Holy shit. Um, So you would think that we would have a large Native American population. Absolutely not. Well, yeah. Well, we pushed a lot of them away. Yes. And yeah. And it's if the school was teaching about Native American history and appreciating it and just doing it like in a more respectful manner but Mm -hmm. it's always just say this is what they wear let's put it on and dance around and make indian noises yes and (laughs) and and jump through fire hoops because Mm -hmm. that's what we think that they did and that might not even be Mm -hmm. true i have no idea i don't want to say whether i do or not but like it just feels very gross to me to even think about little white kids doing that like actually used to go to powwows with my mom whenever i was younger she had a lot of friends that were in like a native american community um backstory on that one but we'll tell it another time Mm -hmm. but um so we used to go to powwows and stuff and like so i did get a lot of the culture and um it was really, really cool to be able to grow up a little bit with seeing some of like the actual indigenous dances and seeing their garments and going to these places where they were making things and selling them and doing all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it was amazing. And then to see white girls wearing them as costumes and stuff. <laughs> Even now, it's people so still do it. To, in mm-hmm. 2020 and 2019, I saw somebody wear a, a, a Native American mm-hmm. costume to a Halloween party. And I was like, that is 
That is yeah. not okay. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And somebody needs to call him out. And of course it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, maybe not. Let's not mm-hmm. do that. That is kind of gross. A lot of people honestly just don't even understand why no. it's offensive. Like changing the names of sports teams and, and stuff like that. People, they get so pissed off about it. And they're like, yeah. get over it. This happened so long ago. Why does this offend you? It's just a name. It's just a word. It shouldn't offend you. They don't understand. But if they were to go through something like that, they would get it but they've never had yeah. to go through anything like that in their lives yeah they they don't understand literally everything was taken from these people it still is mm-hmm. they still don't have equal rights they still don't have fucking places to live the land is completely yeah. taken from them they're on these tiny ass little reservations most of them they can barely even get food they're most mm-hmm. of them are in these food deserts they don't have the money they don't have all the resources because yeah. we took it from them and literally never gave anything back to them yeah and of course, like as white women, we, mm-hmm. it, it's a tricky place because yeah. I, of course, want to use this platform to speak on th- injustices, but I also don't want to take that narrative from other people. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like we should use our voices and our privilege and our skin color and this platform to be like, hey, Thanksgiving's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> we should really try to rethink because because I love the food. I love the food. I'm going to say it. I love the food, but I do not care. I don't care about the history. I'm not celebrating that. Yeah. I'm celebrating great friends. I'm celebrating good food. I'm celebrating a year of health. To me, that is like the epitome of what mm-hmm. I, I, I want to be celebrating. But I also want to be very mindful that of the of the land that we are standing on, of the bodies that have been sacrificed for us to have this food, um, of the privileges that we are allowed because of the color of our skin. I want to be so, so, so careful of that. And also aware that as white people, you know, I said it earlier, I've spent a lot of time, hours dedicated to reading, listening to, to stories of both black people and native american people and other underrepresented groups but i will never ever understand what it is like Mm -hmm. to be one of them yeah ever i can read a million things live a million lives through pages of books but i will never have actually lived in the skin of somebody who is a person of color and so i never want to take that voice away from somebody um yeah i mean my biggest thing is go find resources find mm -hmm. i mean it's everywhere now there's a huge community on Instagram, on TikTok even, on YouTube of these of these actual Native Americans of indigenous people who can tell their stories and mm-hmm. educate you and teach you about yeah. things and like that's that's more like go listen to those people. We only know how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> we can't tell you guys exactly, exactly how they feel. But um I mean, I think the biggest thing is learning, educating, yeah. like giving them views, buying things from them you supporting them mm-hmm. if you want to support thanksgiving just keep that in mind that it's not just a i'm thankful for my family and this is when we came to america and this is this thing like because it's a lie yeah <laughs> sorry if i'm being very aggressive about this, <laughs> but i feel like like a certain tone needs to be taken with these sorts of things yeah. and i know how i see it every day i think we all do and we should all be disgusted and we should all be aggressively mm-hmm anti-semitism anti-not-semitism that's anti-jewish people (laughs) i am stupid but you know we should all just 
be we should all be pro everybody I don't know what to say but like (laughs) well and I think even just starting with an awareness of what this actually is and what it actually means is already a big thing and just knowing keeping keeping in mind and this is what I want to start doing on my Thanksgivings I want to kind of like change the narrative at least in my head if I can't change it for others of I'm thankful, like you said, I'm thankful that we now have this in thinking of the people who had to give up their entire lives, their families, generations of stuff that they've worked hard Mm -hmm. for before we were even here. And I think thinking about them, respecting that, and knowing that we would not have any of this if it wasn't for what they had 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 to give up because we forced them to. And also just keeping in mind that like, so much of the story is whitewashed Mm -hmm. and whitewashed doesn't always have to mean that people of color are made to be white skinned it just means that white people have washed over a lot of that history like take pocahontas for example like you know disney's pocahontas that absolutely never happened that absolutely never happened um you know always be aware of all of the pain and suffering that uh women of color have had to go through and how aggressive and how horrible that history is. But also, you know, we have, we're sitting on this land and we should be grateful Mm -hmm. and thankful that we have a platform to talk about this. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to start shifting my Thanksgivings towards is more of Native Americans, indigenous people, rather than Americans. Yes. Which is what it should be. I, there's TikToks come up on my For You page all the time of young Native American women putting on their traditional outfits. I love watching Mm -hmm. just how they glow and they get to wear their, their ancestral clothing or their, their clothing they would wear now. And just, I love that. And Mm -hmm. I, I can sit there and appreciate it and love the way that it looks on them and know that that is not for me yeah (laughs) that is not made for me but they want to show it off they want to show us that this is what they should be wearing and this is what they are proud to wear and i am going to let them Mm -hmm. i'm going to let them do that i'm going to give them that like i'm going to give them that comment of how much i love the way that they look in it how i can see them glow and be so happy yeah and and it's just for those who still don't understand like why some of that stuff is not okay it's just stealing another's culture mm-hmm. who we have never really appreciated mm-hmm. so then to take it and say well i like the way that this headdress looks or i like these mo- moccasins so i'm gonna take this yeah. and i'm gonna wear that because i like it but then continuously repressing them yes and not knowing where that history comes from of why did they wear these there's stuff that could symbolize mm-hmm. things way beyond you that symbolize their um, type of religion or things like that or like symbolize spiritualism to them that you were just putting on your mm-hmm. head and wearing around because you think it's cute. Yeah. And again, like we've never given them basic human rights. Yep. So then to take what you want and leave the rest is um, is so privileged. And oh, my just gosh. <laughs> and don't, don't even do get it. me started on reservations. Um, but to go along with that um, – to go along with those voices, there are in in the writing community very very few um, Native American writers who actually write Native American point of view stories. And for those few voices that do, I want them to be loud, clear. Mm-hmm. And I do editing for a journal 
for like a literary magazine, so there's short stories in it. And we recently got a story written by a white man from a Native American point of view. And I was so embarrassed for this person. I was like, this is so embarrassing for you. Like, how dare you think that this is your right to take a Native American? And of course, it's fiction. And this is a gray area in in fiction writing of of what point of views you can write from. I stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. I write stories about white women. I write stories about growing up as a woman. I stay in my lane. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, but of course, people want to take that and they want to think that they have a right to those narratives because for whatever reason, I can't even fathom why you would want to. But like people will write things because they want they think that they have this social justice thing that they need to accomplish. And I'm like, you are not doing anything but taking the voice away from a Native American because mm-hmm. if I publish this story do it and this is so fucked up but this is just how we have to think about it for whatever reason but if we publish this story that is so native american focused from a white person and then we have a story written by another native american who's actually native american i am going to pick the native american story absolutely one thousand percent and like where do you where do you I would think the only way that that should be okay is if you were consulting Native Americans and getting their stories and crediting them and yes. giving them part of that. Yes, um, using your whiteness yeah. as a platform. To, yes, yes. Like, um, they do that. That was the point of um, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. They slated it as a white woman, and then they slowly edged the white woman out to have people of color's yep. voices heard. Um and like, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it is so frustrating. Um, there was a big controversy in the literary world about this book that was written called American Dirt. And it was like an Oprah book club book. It was huge. And it still is. You can find it on Target shelves everywhere. But it is written by a woman who identifies as white. I think that she has Puerto Rican roots. I'm not 100% sure. It's been a while since I've listened Mm -hmm. to the podcasts about this, since I've listened to the debates about this, but she identifies as white. That is what is important. And she is then writing from the point of view of Mexican immigrants immigrating from Mexico to America who live in like a drug cartel area of Mexico. And so you read this book, and she steps outside of her door. This woman who is the character, the character in the book, not the author, mm-hmm. who has supposedly lived her whole life in Mexico, sees Mexico and is surprised by all of these things that are going on, by the by the drug cartels in the neighborhood, by um, the fact that there is an ice rink in Mexico City. She is surprised by this. When, like, if you lived in Mexico, you would not be surprised by these things. Yeah. That is just life. And... So then all these things happen to these, this families are, they're migrating from Mexico. It's just like, no. Well, yeah. And as if you were a white person doing this, again, just in case you can't figure out why this is not okay, you're skewing the actual stories. And as a white author, male yes. or female, you're going to get already likely more readership, viewership. 
Um, and people are going to read this and their views of this is going to get skewed. They're going to be like, oh, this is what it's like yes. to be black. This is what it's like to be Native American. This is what it's like to be Mexican. And it's not the case. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what it's actually like, you need to be hearing the stories from the actual people. So then we continuously skew our white vision yes. of how these things are without ever really knowing how they are. And that's that's yes. one of the big reasons why it's not okay. As well as who are you to tell their story and make profit off of it? You can make profit off of the fact mm-hmm. that it's a Mexican story about immigration. Who are you to make profit off of that? Yeah. And then also imagine being the the person of color. So I'm going to go back to my example mm-hmm. from the journal. But like imagine being the, the Native American whose story got denied to make room for this white man who is writing a Native American story. And you're like, it, it would just devalidate your entire identity. Like is mm-hmm. my... Well, like, and sometimes I feel like those are because we want to hear the whitewash version of it. We oh don't want God, to yes. hear all of the actual awful details of how this can be. We want to hear the kind of nicer side of mm-hmm. it. Um, and that's that's also not okay. Yes. Like they shouldn't have to censor themselves for us because we don't want to hear the truth about mm-hmm. some of these situations. We don't want to hear the truth about what is that it's actually like to be a Mexican immigrant because we don't care about Mexican immigrants. We just want to hear a nice story about it. Like, yeah, we that's want, not okay. We want to hear that American dream mm-hmm. of this family who comes from Mexico who goes through all these hardships while they're immigrating through the Mexican desert yeah. being coyoted. And then for them to get to America and it's all sparkly wonderful everything works out for them they have the american dream they make all this money and that is not true they don't want to hear them getting true. separated from their children people dying their pe- people being put in cages like literally yes not being fed <laughs> yes anyways that was a very long tangent but the literary <laughs> world can be very fucked up yeah. and we should talk about that sometimes yeah. sometime though how how fucked up it can be because I was going to say this is not true for our magazine, for my magazine I work on. We will, you know, if it's if it's good, I'm going to say yes to it. That is my requirement. But some magazines are like, if we have a a story written from the perspective of a Native American about Native American culture, this is going to take up that spot and everything else is going to go to the wayside because there's no room for more of that. It's Mm -hmm. going to be too much. Then they'll think we're a Native American magazine. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And it's disgusting. Like, that is, like, who cares? Mm -hmm. If this person has written about a a great story, then... (laughs) Who cares? Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know. Stop whitewashing everything for the comfort of other white people. (laughs) I have um, a story for another time. I'm going to have to ask my editor if it's okay if I tell it about an argument we all got into, but... It, it can be very it's very fucked up sometimes mm-hmm. like the stuff that people write about the way that stuff is published the hoops you sometimes have to jump through yeah it it can be very gross mm-hmm. sometimes and i'm just like i just want to write yeah <laughs> i just want to write about women i just want to write about my experience so i Ugh. think that that's a good thing to look for then if you're looking at a new book and if it's a Native American book, look at the author. Who yeah. is it? Is it an actual Native American? Yeah. And try to go for ones that are actually speaking yeah. from a perspective that they should be speaking from. Yeah. And like I said, this is a hot button topic and <laughs> <laughs> the literary world's heating up, but like it really yeah. is about... Well, it's good though. Like that just... Yeah. These things need to come out. These yeah. things need to be talked about. It's uncomfortable for most people, but they need to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Because some people think that... 
and again, it's a gray area. You know, I, I would never write from a person of color's point of view, but then it's like, well, can you have people of color in your stories? Like, can you, how can you properly depict a person of color if you've never been a person of color? Yeah. And then it just becomes this whole thing. And it, it and I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, t- I typically tend to not describe my characters. Mm-hmm. It's just my writing style. It's like not their race. Yeah, I never describe my characters. I usually just want, and now we're getting into very, like, writing techniques, but, like, (laughs) some people want their characters to remain more in the background because your your story isn't so character-driven. It's more plot-driven rather than, so, yeah, it all just depends. characters sometimes aren't really the centerpiece of it. It's more about the actual story that's happening. Yeah. Well, sometimes I like when authors don't super describe a character Mm because then I can make up what I want it to be. Exactly. Like if I was, um, you know, from my point of view, I'm probably picturing somebody kind of like me for some Mm -hmm. of these stories. Somebody else, like a person of color, might be picturing somebody like them. Exactly. I think that's that's a good thing to do. And that's kind of where I come from. Like the character description feels so secondary to me. If if we want to talk about like writing and stuff more we should do an episode on it so let us know if you would like that absolutely but um at uh let's manifest that at gmail.com or at let's manifest that on instagram or you can hit us up personally if you guys ever want to chat if you guys have anything to say mm-hmm. i know this is this is a hot button topic yeah. especially talking about how thanksgiving is crap the yeah. idea of thanksgiving is an illusion mm-hmm. um people might feel certain ways about that and if you feel a certain way about it i would yeah. love to chat about it i am always open to being educated if there's a if there's a gap in my knowledge mm-hmm. if there's something that we've said that may be a little bit ignorant please please let us know like mm-hmm. i am i am a student for life please let us know please let me know always even if you don't agree if you if you don't agree with us let me know why Mm-hmm. I want to know, like, where you're coming from then. I might not agree with you either, but if you think that some of these things should be okay, I at least want to be yeah. open and hear other points of view mm-hmm. so that then I can better prepare my arguments for later. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, uh, and and that's, like, why it's such a hot-button topic because a lot of writers think it's fiction. I should be able to write from whatever point of view I want to. And for me, I'm like, I can't fathom wanting to write from a Black person's perspective because yeah. I've... I would never be able to do it justice. I mentioned why earlier. You're going to hit on a lot of racial tones that you shouldn't be. Yes. There's going to be a lot of assumptions Mm -hmm. about certain races that you're going to have to put in, like, as far as I feel like, to your writing and whatnot. Like, the way that the character talks and the way that they behave and stuff. Like, that's not... Oh, my gosh. That's so not cool. Again, again, I read a lot of stories for my journal. Uh, Somebody was writing about an Asian character and they the character was from China and so they were speaking in a you know Chinese dialect yeah. but it made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. because I was like I don't know how the I don't know how the Asian community would feel about this I don't know if it's that a- stuff makes me mad my grandma is Vietnamese oh I didn't know that yeah I am a quarter Vietnamese. My grandparents met in the Vietnam War. That's amazing. (laughs) So um, I grew up with it a lot. And it does bug me sometimes when people try to imitate Asian accents. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten into arguments about it before. And I have 
done it before not from like a mocking making fun of way but literally because it's my grandma yeah so like i've done some of that stuff before and i still might i'm probably still pushing boundaries and maybe doing stuff that i should not have mostly in high school Mm -hmm. but um again it was my grandma so like Mm -hmm. i feel like in some ways that like that's okay but also i probably was doing stuff that i shouldn't have but whenever completely white people are just making those asian accents and making their squinty eyes and doing all this stuff i'm like really yeah (laughs) really it's it's gross and especially it's the fucking vietnam war and all that shit like that was awful Mm -hmm. it was atrocious and you're gonna like make fun of some of these people and try to imitate them and it's almost always Mm -hmm. like in a making fun of way like it's very rare that someone's actually trying to imitate Mm -hmm. an asian accent for like a reason of getting like an actual purpose across it's usually just mocking and making fun of and one of my best friends is she's from china she came here to go to college Mm -hmm. so she of course has a very heavy accent and i never try to quote her directly because i don't i i don't want it to come across like i'm making fun of her mocking her anything like that because to me that's disgusting i'll summarize what she said easy peasy you know you know um she said this and then i'll just summarize it Mm -hmm. it's it's not that hard and she she came to me because her and her husband bought a car and she was like i don't know how to how do i get the insurance for it It, did i get a good deal like she was like i don't know if they saw that we were it's hard (laughs) if if we were chinese and they played us and i'll and i was like i don't know i will ask my parents for you because they would know better than i would um and and that's exactly Mm -hmm. how i summarized it to them like i didn't have to quote her directly because it didn't matter yeah but usually when i do i'm i try to quote people directly i don't want to get their words wrong or but for her i would never Mm. do that it seems yucky to me yeah but there's asian like comedians and stuff that i think are freaking hilarious Mm -hmm. and they will imitate like asian accents but they're also asian like it's usually like my mom said this and like they'll like say it in their mom's accent Mm -hmm. and it's funny because they're also they know the culture there's there's heavy asian culture yeah (laughs) and um like with funny stuff too like things like taking out the trash it's it's funny like there's like certain ways that asian parents will phrase things and say things that are just passed down from parent to Mm -hmm. parent that whenever i feel like an asian child especially is like making fun of their mom i find it hilarious because i also heard some of those things from my family and i feel like stuff like that's okay because they're in the culture Mm -hmm. they know the culture Mm -hmm. they're making fun of their parents (laughs) yes and but like when i see um like black people asian people making fun of white people it does not offend me in any way i'm like yes please make fun of us yeah. we deserve it we yeah. are trash our I customs are trash so funny our lack of customs are trash have our you lack seen, of like, culture recently, like what are you saying white people don't have culture and it's like those like white reebok dad shoes and like i don't know like mud <laughs> yes. trucks and shit do you remember a few years ago um this black guy would put like white powder all over his face and he'd be like, well, Chad, what about the cocaine? Like, it is so accurate. Like, please do it. It's true. And you should say it. <laughs> please make fun of us. But also, their race and culture has not taken tons of stuff from us, has not oppressed yes. us, has not done yes. any of this stuff. So, I mean, that's also where the difference between some of this stuff is. Exactly. Like, please mm-hmm. make fun of me. Like, I enjoy it. We deserve it. Yes. Unless <laughs> As it's a culture, we deserve it. Yes. And of course, there's a line with everything. Yeah, yeah. And, but all, like, 
you know, making generalities in comedy is very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me breaking down comedy. Generalities <laughs> make fun of white people. <laughs> well, and on the, like... White people are so easy to make fun of. Oh, so true. Especially so true. because a bunch of them will get really pissed off by it, and they have no right to be yes. whatsoever. <laughs> There's this, um, uh, it's very common on TikTok to do, like, put a finger down yes. if, and it's like, every every White House has these things, and it's so <laughs> true, and they're yeah. like, a beach-themed bathroom, <laughs> a dog with crusty eyes. Yeah, but like the white fluffy dog that's just like... Yes. Oh, my God. Those things freak me out. <laughs> and they live forever. And they they're do. always like skin and bones. And you're like... You don't know if they're going to snap your face off. Or or just die. <laughs> I don't true. know if you're going to eat my finger or just die. Yeah. Pass away. No matter how old they are. I'm yep. afraid for them. But yeah. Anyways. So Thanksgiving... <laughs> Think about what you're doing before you do it, especially white mm-hmm. people. I feel like that's a part of our privilege. We take things for granted. Try not to. Mm-hmm. Try to always be conscious of what you're doing. Yeah. So we kind of... That was a long tangent. <laughs> that, was, that was so long. I'm so sorry. Yeah, 30 minutes off topic. Well, 30 still minute... on topic, yeah. but not Thanksgiving related. Yeah. Also, I apologize for two white women ranting about race like i know i know our i know my place i know but when we don't get into stuff like that very often yeah i feel like on this topic it's a good you know like way to talk about that stuff and again not like we were trying to say we know what this is like yeah but just trying to there's so many people that are just not educated at all to even think about these things and sometimes that's that's the thing about white privilege is that sometimes other white people need to hear it from a white mouth yeah um and so we're both educated women and if we can speak on that a little bit to just talk about the things i've learned from other other people of color at least bring awareness to the situation because honestly there's probably a lot of people who have no idea that thanksgiving isn't a good holiday yeah and like i am as white as they come i am you know like almost 100 percent german like that like i did the ancestry.com thing it came back and it was like you're a crispy white person i was like yes i am i knew that thank you um so i i never want to take those voices from Mm -hmm. people but again i want to use this platform for good i want to use my privilege for good and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and um we kind of touched earlier on like school and whatnot and I think it's so, I wonder like how this, how is this still a thing that we can teach children just completely wrong history, but then like there's some people like, you fucking know the people, it gets embedded in them and they're like, you can't Mm -hmm. change our history. You can't do this. This is history. And I'm like, but it's not accurate. Your depiction of what happened is not real. What actually happened was never told to you because- as Americans, we wanted to change that story. The actual story should be told. That should be the history that we we're looking at, not America is fantastic mm-hmm. and we came here and now it's ours. Yeah, you're really sold America the beautiful, mm-hmm. America the free, like from a young age. And that is, it's not true. Mm-hmm. It is not true. It's not true for anybody. And we're brainwashing all of our youth from such a young age as depicting this as completely wrong and i just i find it so disrespectful and i don't know how it can still even be a thing i just couldn't fathom like i thought about being a teacher for a little while and 
I just couldn't, I just couldn't risk or put my own morals up to teach kids Mm -hmm. like this fantasy, this lie. Like I would, I want to teach children like the truth Mm -hmm. that Thanksgiving is a farce. Thanksgiving isn't real. We should be, I don't know. I don't know what I would want to teach them, but if somebody has an idea of what we should be teaching them, let us know. I would love, I love being schooled in that way of like looking at videos and it's like this is what we should be telling them there's there's some good youtube videos um i'll try to link those to the podcast in case you guys are interested in native americans telling their story about thanksgiving and whatnot but i remember in school i don't remember what grade it was but i remember the first time i learned about scalping and it was in school at a very young age and it was it was indians scalping white men and Mm -hmm. that's how it was put it was like that that was the context of it too is there are these wild people who want to scalp all the white people and start wars and start all this stuff but it was not ever framed as they lived here we showed up brought our disease brought all of our stuff and said this is ours now started wars with them mm-hmm. and in exchange they fought back and these things happened that yeah. was not the story that i was ever told i was only told that these people are crazy mm-hmm. and they're just scalping people left and right and it was always put as indians scalping white people mm-hmm. and also that phrase is not great either and that's also what's taught in school yeah and people still say that very mm-hmm. frequently um and there so a lot of research that i've done and things that i've been educated on are white people white people's conflict with the native americans or like native americans perspective of the conflict with white people Mm -hmm. so i'm very ignorant on native american culture before white people showed up because i just have never been exposed to it and Mm -hmm. i that is a huge gap in my education and my own research and i I'm sitting here like, man, I really wish I knew like more Native American customs, more about their spirituality, because that's where a lot of like that stuff comes from. Yeah. And I wish I, I don't even know where to start. Um, And, and I don't want to I, I would never, ever ask a Native American person to educate me because that is not their job. Their job is to live their own mm-hmm. lives and be happy. Um, There are some who are willing. There are some yes. who are like, read it like have resources out there which yes. i think is fantastic and i i would love to read more fiction written by native americans mm-hmm. i would love to just absorb as much as they're willing to allow me to take in because that is so generous of them yeah. to even put that stuff out there for white people to look at and yeah i don't know i would love that mm-hmm. i that's definitely something i'm going to go home and be like okay i need to research uh, native american authors yeah, because I feel like it's partially now, now hopefully this this will change. But with schools and stuff, I mean, if we have children, it's important for us to know enough so that if kids are bringing home this homework that mm-hmm. says pilgrims came here and they partied with the Native Americans and they all had a good time, to maybe also somehow find a way to teach those children I know that this is what your school is teaching you, but this is what actually happened. Yeah. Like, we might need to take it upon ourselves to teach our children because our schools aren't going to do that, yeah. at least not right now. Yeah. And yeah, th- this is a really heavy subject. So sorry. We were like, Thanksgiving, <laughs> mashed potatoes. But yeah. like, 
there is that dark underbelly. Just like all of America. I Mm -hmm. feel like America sits on this like nasty, yucky history that we're like, ooh, freedom, yay, bald eagle. Like, and that's not football, you know, like that's not true. Mm -hmm. And then you get older and you're like, oh shit, like this is very dystopian. Yeah. (laughs) This is really scary, actually. Well, and some people never get to that point. Mm -hmm. And and that, it sucks. Like... Also, I would like to make note that we are recording this right in the middle of the election so that all of this <laughs> stuff is very heavily on our minds right now in case... We are very fired up. Yes, we are because <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, I saw this TikTok of, like, people who have political merch in their house. Like, that is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, that's weird. Other countries say that that's so weird it's all the time. It's weird to have, yeah. like, a Trump flag or a Biden... Like, no matter what side you're on... Yeah. Like, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we idolizing these people? Like, even the, like, amount of American flags we have is always commented on by folks from other countries. Mm -hmm. They're like, what's, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah, I, anytime I see someone flying an American flag in their yard, I'm immediately like, they're, they're sus. They're hella (laughs) sus. Like, are you okay? Yeah. Well, and most of those people don't. Oh, this is gonna be such a polarizing podcast for us. Um, I know we're it. gonna we might lose some people. That's okay. Hopefully, with me. we'll gain some people. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Fuck Trump. Like, if you're a Trump supporter, I don't even want you to listen to us. I don't care. And you and Cody can decide to cut that out later. That's totally up to her. <laughs> I do edit this, but <laughs> but like I I would just prefer mm-hmm. like if, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. Well, yeah, and like my views are he. <sighs> It's going against, it means that you're not for trans rights. You're not for yep. LGBTQ at all. You're not for you're people of color. Like, you're not for that equal is... women's rights. Yep. It's so fucked up. Yep. But anyway, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, but I was so sorry. <laughs> most of the people who have flags in their yards and whatnot also don't know a real concept of American history. Mm-hmm. They know the concept of American history that they want to know, that they want to cling on to. Um, they, they don't know what actually, mm-hmm. or they just don't care. They might know and yeah. they straight up do not care, which I cannot wrap my mind around. Yeah. Like, how are you clinging on to slavery? How are you clinging on to the fact that we killed all the people who were here before us and it's, okay with that? It's disgusting. I don't understand. Um, um so yeah. Let's move on to new traditions. Yeah. <laughs> so how can we change this? What are we going to do? Yeah. Well, this year... This is such a harsh transition. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were like, all right, hate, 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 mashed potatoes. <laughs> so um, I, I still want to be able to celebrate a form of Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it's up to us to start changing the tradition, changing the tone behind the holiday. And like, um, I love the idea of having a friend's giving yes where you get to be together with your friends and then like i said earlier um i think that's really important to keep in mind throughout the holiday that this is not ours to to, just take yeah this is not us celebrating anything really this is for us to actually give thanks not just for like the day-to-day amenities that we have but to the people who sacrifice their lives their land their livelihood Mm -hmm. for us to have everything that we have yeah and and i want I want to get together with my friends and I want to have a celebration for us. And like this year, Cody, her husband and a couple other people, just a few, nothing big because we want to be COVID conscious, Mm -hmm. um, are going to come over. We're going to have a 
gluten-free vegetarian <laughs> Thanksgiving. And I know Cody keeps saying, like, don't don't cater to me. But, like, of course I'm going to. <laughs> like, I want – I don't want there to be – like, you shouldn't feel left out because of a dietary restriction. Like, that's just never the person I've ever been. And I'm not going to put something on the table that, like, you're like, oh, I wish I could eat that. But you can't because that fucking sucks. Yeah. Um. You know, <laughs> and, and the only thing that really is going to be just for – um, Charlie and I is like, we're going to make a turkey. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's like, hopefully not crazy tempting. Oh, no, um, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Good. And <laughs> because like, I, yeah, I, I still t- could totally know that people have different choices than me mm-hmm. and that's perfectly okay. And like, I, I don't even look at that stuff anymore. Um, some, some of the gluten-free stuff I do, but like, as far as like meat and stuff, I don't yeah. really look at it anymore. And I'm like, I wish I could eat that because that's a choice that yeah. I made. I didn't make the gluten-free choice. Yeah. I have to do that. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. But as far as meat and stuff, I'm like, I know that this is my choice. I could eat that if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to though. So I feel like it is a little bit different. And that's why I'm so like, I want to have as many gluten-free options because like, I see a lot of those you know, I have a lot of vegetarian friends and they're like, it sucks when the only thing you can eat are the mashed potatoes and, and that's it. And like, I don't, I don't want that. Like Mm I, I love you. I I love everybody at the table. Like I want them to have options and I'm going to cater to those and because I can. It's such a 2020 thing. We're going to have like a five person gluten-free vegetarian Thanksgiving meal. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) And and, And I love it. And that's a tradition I'm excited for us to start. And Mm -hmm. I hope we can like stick to it. Yeah. Because... I don't need a million people to know to be to have like that celebration. Like yeah. I've never been a big group person, so like COVID is great for me personally. <laughs> um, yeah, and I almost um, I have a hard time around the holidays in general, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff because I don't have like a real close family anymore. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff in like childhood holidays were never good. If yeah. anything, they just came with more trauma than any like positive. Yeah. So I always had a hard time with that. So knowing that I can be around friends, like people who I choose to be around, mm-hmm. is something that I can look forward to and being able to start our own traditions and making things what we want them to be. Because yes. just because some of these holidays are holidays like it doesn't mean that you have to celebrate them in the way that everyone else does like i think that you should be able to change them however you need to however you want to and i that's something i've learned recently is that you don't that family really is what you make it Mm -hmm. um and i'm so looking forward to just having a few people over, we can have play D and D. It can be what we make it. Yeah, and it doesn't have. There's no expectations. There's not going to be any judgment. Eating a bunch of food and playing D and D sounds like such a good night. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, we were so last D and D session. I'm. We always bring a bunch of food and snacks, and Cody and I were standing around, and I think I think it was you that said like, I wish that that standing around eating was more acceptable than like standing around and drinking. And we were both like, yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Because drinking just isn't my thing. I would so much rather stuff my face with cheese than than beer or whatever. I have like a couple nice drinks that I can really enjoy rather than like binge drinking all night. Yes, like a Mm -hmm. nice cocktail or whatever it is. A nicely paired wine with your cheese. Uh, (laughs) that That is what I want. Or like... Like, I would so much rather continually um, order 
appetizers yes. than drinks. Like oh that my is, gosh. and and that is my perfect evening. So food, D and D, good friends, fun, joking, conversation. That is that sounds so good to me. I'm so mm-hmm. excited. Sounds like a fantastic night, mm-hmm. and it doesn't like. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's just fun, it's lighthearted, there doesn't have to be a lot of pressure, and I really encourage anybody who has trouble with holidays to try to find things like that that they can do, even if it's, so like a couple holidays, um, I would be alone a lot, because again, I don't have a big family, and some mm-hmm. people are like, I go see this family, and we spend all day there, or we do, you know, two or three different families, yeah. there would be times that I would be at home alone, like on Christmas or something, mm-hmm. and the kind of sucks sometimes but then i'm like wait a second i can go do whatever the hell i want because everyone else is like doing something else like go outside somewhere um i think one year i went to like creve lake and seeing everything like frozen over nobody was there um yeah and like it's just you i got like a moment of peace that i can never have anywhere else Mm -hmm. and i actually you can you can enjoy those times because you're not dealing with the hustle and bustle of Christmas oh and dealing gosh, with all yes. stress and everyone else is like at their grandma's house just putting up with conversation mm-hmm. they have to put up with and I'm sitting here and I'm perfectly content and it's fine and yeah like I come from a big family um and we always have so much to do mm-hmm. like there's Christmas Eve, there's Christmas Eve and then there's Christmas Day and then there's another Christmas Day where we go and spend it with more family and I'm like this is exhausting. This, I don't, I I love seeing my family and I, I know my family listens to this podcast, (laughs) so I don't want them to think that it's like a a jab at them or anything, but like, I would so much rather us be like on a random day, just be like, Hey, let's get dinner this weekend. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, we could do that anytime we wanted to. And I don't want to feel that obligation just because it's Christmas or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, recently uh so we mentioned 23 and me earlier i don't think i've mentioned this on the podcast um but we did 23 and me my mom found out she has a biological dad she didn't know about and so now we have we just recently went and met all of this family um maybe someday i can go into a little bit more detail about it but i just met this gigantic <laughs> family i didn't know i had got even bigger <laughs> yes and you know this holiday season, we're going to go and spend Christmas with them for the first time. And I would so much rather put my energy into that than anything else that feels so, if anything, I'm just very curious to see what their traditions are. That sounds fun. And you said whenever you went there, you had a really good time Mm -hmm. and it's new and it's exciting. You have to go somewhere else. That sounds like Yeah. And they were immediately very accepting. Like we're family now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I haven't even very <laughs> who are you <laughs> yes I haven't even processed this yet like I'm so glad that you were able to process it because we're coming into your territory yeah. and we're kind of the outsiders it's very very crazy um I would love to do a whole episode on it like mm-hmm. I would love to have my sister on and we could talk about it a little bit more but right now like that's really all I know is that I have this family. We've met a couple. We've met once. My mom has met her biological father a couple of times. But other than that, like, that's really it. So, yeah, this holiday season is going to be very strange. Yeah. Um, Also, family can be really hard to deal with. And like Mm -hmm. you said, this is we're filming this right around the election time. We do pre-film these. So pre-record these. 
um, there's, there's always a lot of stuff around politics and I always see stuff, especially around the holidays that are saying like, you have to call out your family, you have to do this and that, but to me, that's incredible. Okay. This might, this might be like, some people might absolutely hate this and I'm sorry if you are one of those people to me, that's incredibly uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. I don't like to do that. Some family members I might, if I'm that comfortable with them, but again, I'm not, I have a weird relationship, I guess, with some of my family that I'm not super close to them, but there are still some family that like I keep in contact with and we, we talk, we might see each other in some holidays. I know that they do not have the same political views as me, but also I feel like they're old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to not see them because they have different political views than me and then they pass away and like I regret not seeing them or something. Mm-hmm. And again, if I if, if we were closer, maybe I would want to call them out more. But it just doesn't feel like it's worth the fight because it, they're so solidified in their views too. Yeah. And I just it's a, such a weird place. And it's not always your job. It should yeah. always be on you. Sometimes Sometimes it is what it is and we just have – sometimes our hearts just can't take yeah. it. And it is what it is and we just have to leave it at that for our own soul and our own mental health. And it, and again, it, just, it is what it is. Yeah. And if somebody has a problem with that, it's none of their business. Mm-hmm. Not to say that if something particular were to come up that was being discussed, I would speak up. Mm-hmm. And if they asked me what my views were, I would totally tell them. Yep. I don't have a problem with that. But specifically saying, yo, grandma, I hate that you do this. Let's change your views or let's argue about it. Like, I'm not going to do yeah. that. Sometimes it's just draining too. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not worth the energy. The Every few years that I see some of these relatives too, I don't want to turn it into a huge fight mm-hmm. because I feel combative. Like I know yeah. my views, I know their views. And again, I see them every few years. I'm not going to pick that time to yeah. do my fight. Who knows how much longer like I will even see them and they're not going to change their minds anyway. And sometimes I think it's okay. Sometimes I think it's okay to be selfish and say, I don't have the space in myself to do this. Yes. I am going to just cut you off. Mm-hmm. And that's okay too. Yeah. Or, you know, like you said, I see these people once every few years, whatever it is, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's it shouldn't always be on you. And yeah, it, it is a gray area. Like it is yeah, a person by tough. person thing. And I know a lot of people have called people out and lost family over it. And if somebody's like for me, when I if I saw somebody post something very blatantly racist, I would call them out. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's like the subtle things like, yeah, I just can't with this today. Just not today. Yeah, it's not like they're saying I hate people of color. Mm -hmm. It's like I support this party. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't agree with you. But I don't know if it's my place right now to tell you that you're wrong and then fight with you about that. Yeah. In these specific situations. There's plenty of friends that I fought with about this and stuff. Yeah. But there's just particular family members. And for me, that's always been a hard thing because I see these posts where people are saying, call your family members out, tell them that they're wrong, do this and that. And I'm like, that's not in everybody's mental capacity. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. And that's always been a stressor for me. Mm-hmm. And I finally have like let myself go with, 
it's okay if I don't have it in me to bring it up and to defend my right of thinking. If it's, I don't know, if it doesn't come up naturally, I don't need to bring it up and tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. Um, So I'm just giving everyone else to think about that too. Maybe you don't need to do that if that's something that stresses you out. And every once in a while, I put something, like I never post on Facebook ever. I don't even really get on Facebook Mm -hmm. because it's, it's a stressor for me. It just stresses me out no matter what is on there. I'm just like stressed. But every, but at the beginning of the year, I was like, if you support Trump, if you support this, if you support that, we are not family. Mm -hmm. We are not friends. I do not care if you've known me for over 20 years. If you changed my diapers, whatever it is, we have no connection there. This, this relationship is over because for me, and this is me personally, I, I will not be friends with somebody. I will not be associate with somebody who supports somebody who represents such disgustingness and such racism and such misogyny hate and yeah (laughs) hate is the perfect word for it i won't do it yeah and if that hurts your feelings i don't care Mm -hmm. i do not care that's where like if if they were to find out that what i mean they know but if they were to say hey i don't want you to come over for thanksgiving because of this i go freaking cool yep Yep. absolutely wasn't gonna come anyways (laughs) i'm cool with that and and we talked about this a little bit um, just like off mm-hmm. of the podcast, but how this time with COVID, it can be easy to kind of break it off mm-hmm. with family. It can be easy to say, it gives you an excuse if you've been looking for that or you've been waiting for the right opportunity to say, you know what, this doesn't serve me anymore. Going to these family members' houses is only bad for me. Yeah, This is my perfect opportunity to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that because of COVID. And that's all that person deserves to know. They don't need to know that they're things. Because, you know, sometimes it's okay to put yourself first. Yeah. And say, I'm not going to do this because of this. They don't need to know the other reasons. Yep. Change how these traditions go now. By next year, if you still don't want to go, maybe that makes it like an easier transition rather than like every single year we have always done this. No, all of a sudden you're not going to come. Well, this year's because of COVID. And then maybe next year, like it's not as expected anymore or something, yeah. or you can kind of distance yourself in yeah. that way. I think it's an easier transition for some people. Or, you know, hey, we have our own traditions now. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean that whatever you're doing is invalid, but I am going to spend my time where it feels like it's serving me. Yeah. And that's all they need to know. If somebody, um, and and this is a conversation I have a lot with my therapist where she's like, if if they ask for more, you say, I don't, I, I don't, I gave you my explanation and that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You don't always have to defend yourself. No. Or always give more explanation. I've actually been trying to do that just in general. Like if I have to tell somebody no, or I can't do something, mm-hmm. I'm trying to just say, no, I can't, mm-hmm. rather than, no, I can't, uh, I have to do this thing, and then I also have to do that, and, like, trying to mm-hmm. defend myself. I'm trying to, more often, just say, this weekend doesn't work for me, yes. or I can't do this or something. One thing I always appreciate about my mom is I can be like, mom, I don't feel like doing this thing. She needs no explanation, but she will help me come up with an excuse. <laughs> say, like, like, I had this job in high school I worked at a Pizza Hut, and the boss was very sexist, Mm. bordering on, like, sexual harassment a little bit. 
And so I would always say, mom, I don't want to go to work. And she would never needed an explanation. She was just like, okay, tell them, uh, <laughs> tell them you're sick and I'll back you up. Or one time they wanted me to close with them. And um, it was me, two fully grown men. And I was like, no, I don't want to, I'm not yeah. going. And she was like, tell them I need you to come home right now. I don't want you out after dark. You weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> tell them I said no. And that's something I've always appreciated about her. Yeah. But but yeah, like she doesn't need an ex- she doesn't need a reason, but she will help you come up with an excuse. Like <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I was gonna say something else. I don't remember what it was. Sorry, I ranted about that too long. No, you're fine. Um yeah. Just be true to yourself. Do what feels right to you. Um yeah. to me, like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. always kind of marks the beginning of the holiday season. Yeah. And you can really how you choose to spend Thanksgiving can really set the tone for Mm-hmm. this coming winter i guess to me thanksgiving always kind of marks the beginning of that yeah and actually i just remembered what i was gonna say um i'm actually because i feel like one of the reasons why i have a hard time sometimes cutting off certain families because i already just don't have much family and yeah. as much as it shouldn't sometimes i'm just like i don't care mm-hmm. sometimes i do care yeah and then getting rid of what i do have just makes me feel kind of like I don't like at a loss for some kind of community, but I am excited. I married Brad. Um, his family is awesome and mm-hmm. he has a huge family. And I think that we're more aligned with beliefs in general. So I'm really looking forward to getting new family as well as like creating our own family eventually and even more creating like our own traditions yeah. and our own things, which I think will eventually will absolutely make it easier for me to yeah. let go of other pieces of family. And that longing for community is so real. Mm-hmm. It's so, like, I don't know. It's yeah. so hard to, I. it's so hard to identify that within yourself of, like, what is this feeling that I feel like I need? And it's, mm-hmm. like, a community. It's, it's people who accept you no matter what. And yeah. that should be family. But sometimes it's not your biological family. And you can make family no matter what. Like, like I said, like, I just met new family like I'm 25 (laughs) years old and I just realized I have a grandpa that I never knew I had (laughs) and it's hard to process like Mm -hmm. what does this mean it kind of makes you reevaluate like what is family and what what I personally define as family yeah absolutely so yeah eventually I'll just make my own little family and Mm -hmm. that'll be it or like all my friend traditions and stuff yeah um there's just still like just a little bit of like ties there that I'm just not not totally ready to cut. It's probably trauma, but yeah. you know. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, you do yeah. things at your own pace and that's valid. Yeah. I feel like I've already cut ties with enough of my family that like continuously doing it. I'm like, I need to take a break. I'm not quite ready to like keep going down that line yet. But anyway, one day we'll get into all of our um, emotional yeah. instabilities and mental disorders as well. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can hear all about it. My many mental illnesses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually really excited to eventually do, like, a mental health series. Yeah. Um, bringing more, like, awareness to certain things from an actual perspective that we can speak from. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, like, we can't speak from person of color, indigenous folks, but we can speak from our own mental illnesses. Yes. And I think that they should be talked about more regularly. I think all this stuff should be talked about more regularly. Mm-hmm. The fact that politics, that things like thanksgiving like to bring this up in front of family you may or may not get attacked or people get super uncomfortable yeah but i do think that we should talk about all these things more 
Um, so it's not normalize so uncomfortable. It. Yeah, it needs to be normalized to be able to talk about things like this. And also normalize, like like I said, like I, I always want to be a student. Normalize mm-hmm. the education. Normalize being open-minded mm-hmm. that if you're wrong about something or ignorant about something, like be willing to let hear somebody out and yeah. will let them educate you. And I know that this like <laughs> this podcast got a little heavy, but if you're still with us, like if you have something you want to say, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, but always, always keep in mind respect and yeah. And if you guys opinions. have good resources for us to be able to educate ourselves, that would be fantastic yes, as well. Please, if you know any um, Native American authors, please let me know. I love to read. Um, I'm always, always seeking out new authors to obsess over. Yeah. And I also, so if we, if there's people who don't, or who are not open-minded to this, we probably already lost them, but try, if you're still here, try to just, try to at least listen to other people's opinions. That's one of the big things that drives me crazy. Maybe Thanksgiving and the idea behind it is your favorite freaking thing ever and you're so for the fact that, you know, pilgrims and Native Americans had a little feast together and that's like your favorite thing. At least listen. Yeah. At least try to open up your mind like you said. The thing that drives me the most crazy is when people are just like, no, no, that's that's not it. Like, just don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm still probably not going to agree with what you have to say, but we can at least talk about it mm-hmm. i can at least get your points of view you can get my points of view we can disagree on that i might think that you're an awful person and never want to talk to you again but at least we had that conversation <laughs> yeah and and for me like if we have lost view or listeners because of because of that i hope it's not because we've offended people of color in any way and if mm-hmm. we have said something that is is, is completely incorrect i want to know i never Correct want us. to yeah, yes please but if it's we've lost you because you're like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, good riddance. I don't That's care. That's what I'm picturing. Yep. A lot of white guys getting pissed off that we're offending offending them by yeah. talking about this. Uh, white men can't be offended. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. If you are offended by this, you are the problem. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm always, I, I want to be a student. Always, mm-hmm. o- always keep an open mind. Always remember that there are things that I don't know but I want to fill in those gaps. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I have to pee so bad. <laughs> okay. We will, We just got a brand new bidet. <gasps> I'm going to use we it. We just installed it yesterday. I'm so excited. This just made my night. <laughs> okay. So um, let us know what kind of things you guys are looking forward to this holiday season. So like, I don't really look forward to most of the holiday stuff, but there are things I look forward to, mm-hmm. like hot chocolate. Ah, oh, yes. Um, Christmas Eve, we have a little tradition where we used to, at least I don't know what this year's going to look like, we used to get together, play games and stuff, and then go to a casino on Christmas Eve. Stuff yeah. like that, like, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm also excited to see what those traditions can look like this year. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to be, dis- instead of being disappointed, try to, I'm trying to be more excited about the possibilities of yeah. what we can do with with what we have absolutely um also like i'm trying to be in the mindset of that just of like winter and like being excited about the cozy feeling um i just got a squishmallow in the mail today (laughs) another one no (laughs) don't come for me i love them (laughs) if you don't know what a squishmallow is they're like stuffed animals that are so soft and so squeezable you just want to rip their little heads off. 
but I absolutely love them. I love collecting them. It's just like a fun hobby for me. But I got one that it's like a penguin. It's got like a little scarf on and a little earmuffs. And I was like, I don't want to snuggle with this yet. But when it's cozy season, I will. <laughs> That's your thing that you're looking forward to for the yes, holiday it is. season. I'm like, I also really want to do different hot chocolate recipes, mm. like find the best, like, real actual hot chocolate that's not powdered yeah that's my favorite so yeah um i hope that you guys hung up hung in there with us i can't get words (laughs) out anymore thanks for listening to us vent this week thanks for listening to why thanksgiving is kind of bullshit but mashed potatoes are still great and i hope that you guys can kind of change the narrative behind your thanksgiving and think more about where it actually comes from and have a great one eat a bunch of food and go take a nap send us your mashed potato recipes oh yeah send us your recipes guys i don't don't know i just clapped i got really excited that's an exciting thing (laughs) i let us know like your brine recipes your your mashed potato recipes your vegetables i always struggle with like good ways to cook vegetables your favorite thanksgiving dish what you're like when you think of thanksgiving what do you look forward to we gotta post on instagram about that what's your favorite thanksgiving dish and stuff yes mine's besides mashed potatoes it's probably green bean casserole yes. that's probably mine um fun fact my sister was in a sorority in high, in college and her one of her sorority founders or sisters or something invented green bean casserole i always think that's what? very interesting right that's crazy all right but we're gonna let sydney pee um, i have to pee so bad sorry if you can hear me like <laughs> like doing a potty <laughs> dance around. all right you guys Have a fantastic Thanksgiving. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.